1: Twelve midnight, and here we are. It's the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I want to welcome you to the program and wish you a happy Lord's Day at this Sunday morning. What a way to start Sunday morning! In prayer, of course. (laughs) So, would you pray with me? Pray for me, so Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you. We come before you, Lord, this Sunday morning, and we just want to give you praise. We want to give you glory. We want to give you honor, and we want to be in your presence. We want to be in your presence in prayer. We want to be in your presence in worship. We want to be in your presence in your word. We just want to be with you, Lord. Holy Spirit, take over for this hour, Lord. Just be in total control. Speak to us, Lord. Pray for us, Lord. Lord, just speak to us through your word and all that you want to do. And we just want to be with you, Lord. We want to experience your power. We want to know the touch of an awesome and mighty God. I just pray for each and every listener that there would be something for everyone listening tonight, Lord, a touch of your spirit, the power of your healing, Lord, the comfort of your peace, all that you desire to do, Lord, do it in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for, for staying up or getting up early or whatever is the situation and just being here at the radio uh, and listening to this program, I, I, I encourage you to call in with your prayer requests. Yes, we are a live program. We're here in studio right now at this moment. And if you call in, you'll talk to somebody, and then you'll be with us on the air, and we'll pray with you for your for your needs, for whatever's going on in your life. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888 888- for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, whatever's going on in your life, let's call in. Call in tonight. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's get before God. Let's be in his presence. You know, uh, Hebrews 4 tells us that we can confidently come before his throne of grace. We can be there. Where are you tonight? What's going on in your life tonight? Where do you need prayer? What do you need to pray about? Let's come before that throne of grace. And in First John, the fifth chapter, it tells us this. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Now look at the, what he says here. He uses the word confidence, you know, did you did you ever wonder, does God hear my prayer? Or, does my prayer just bounce off the wall? Does it just bounce off the ceiling? Or is it actually heard by God? Yes, you can have this confidence. You can know that God hears you. God hears your prayers. God hears every prayer. But here's the thing. The confidence that we have is that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. When we pray according to God's will, what did Jesus say? He said, thy will be done. When the, when, the, when the disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. He said, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's the key. That, 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 that's it. We need to pray according to God's will. What is God's will? For you to come into his presence. For you to surrender to him. For you to be surrendered to God and just want him to do what he wants to do. We surrender our will to God. Let thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we we can have confidence that God hears our prayer. And if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. And he uses the words like confidence. He he, he uses the word anything. He says we can know this for sure. if And if we know this if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know again, again, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. So let's pray according to God's will. Let's ask him to to intervene in your situation, whether you need healing for a sickness or a disease, whether you need God to deal with a situation, with a person or with a situation, whatever's going on. Let's put it in prayer. The number is 888 888- 995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you know, let's pray for those who are lost. You know, there was a tremendous uh, event tonight over in, at Angel Stadium. Uh, Pastor Greg Laurie had his annual Harvest Crusade, and he'll be doing it again tomorrow. So it's a free event. And if you're out if you uh, near the Angel Stadium or uh you want to drive out to Angel Stadium, I would encourage you, get out to the Harvest Crusade uh tomorrow evening at seven o'clock. It starts. So but you know, we need to, to pray for those who are lost. We need to reach those who are lost. So if you know somebody who's who hasn't been saved yet, who doesn't know the Lord, let's pray for them tonight. Call in, it's eight eight eight. 995 5552 that's 888 995 5552 you can also use that number if you have a a question about the bible a question about christianity the cults the occult world religions doctrine theology whatever's on your mind tonight you know uh the last couple of weeks we were talking about hyper grace and uh uh the, what does the Bible say about grace? What, is, what, is, what does it mean to be saved by grace? and do we need to confess our sins? Do we still need to confess our sins? Do we still need to to, to, to repent from from uh, things that we do that that go against God's word? You know I'd like to know you what's your opinion on hyper-grace? Are you Are you a proponent of hypergrace? Do you think hypergrace is what the Bible teaches? Do you think it's a false doctrine? What's on your mind tonight? I'd like to have a conversation about it. Let's talk about it. Numbers 888-995-5552. So if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, doctrine, theology, or you have a prayer request, call in, and let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. Let's seek the Lord. What does he say? What does he want to say about your question? What does the Word of God say? Where's the answer? It's in the Word. Where's the answer? It's in prayer. So let's see God in prayer and in His Word. Well, we've got a bunch of calls already on the board, so we're going to go to our phone lines, and then we've got some announcements, of course. We'll talk about some stuff. Uh, but first of all, let's go to Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Sammy? Yeah. Or is this Jeremiah?
2: And I, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremiah. How you doing? Hey, Sammy, how you doing? No. Happy Lord's Day.
1: Happy yeah, day. we
2: need, Yeah, we need to pray for that guy, Elijah, because uh, he's not going to make it. He's on life support, and he's very bad sick, and I just talked to some of my family because he's married to my cousin. Uh-huh. They say he's not going to make it. Well, he had a bad accident and do.
1: Well, let's pray for him. I'm going to pray for him. i we know how dire the situation is, Mugodil, but you're the God who creates miracles. You're the God who does amazing things. Mugodil. So we pray for Elijah. Mugodil. I pray, Lord, that there in the hospital, Lord, I, whether he's uh, uh, awake or in a coma whether he's on life support, Lord, whatever's going on, Mugodad, I pray that you would minister to him, Mugodad, that you would speak to him, that you would touch him, Lord, that you would just do an amazing work, Lord, to save him, Mugodad, uh, spiritually, Mugodad, that his soul would be saved, that he would turn his life to you, Lord, that he would seek you, Lord, even in a coma, Lord, he can seek you, Father, for you are able to to reach him no matter what condition he's in, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that those around him would be speaking words of encouragement. Lord, that they would be sharing your word with him, on and that you would touch his heart, touch his soul. Lord, that touch his body, that you would heal him, Lord. We pray your amazing grace upon him. We pray, Lord, that you would just do abundantly, surpassingly beyond what we ask in Jesus' name.
2: Jesus' name, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. How you been doing, Sammy? Doing okay, Jeremiah.
2: How soft? How's everybody? He's
1: actually doing a little better, praise the Lord, so keep him in prayer. Yeah,
2: and then another testimony I got. The baby we prayed for, that was his grandson who was on life support. But now the baby is healed and the baby is okay.
1: Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Great to hear.
2: Hey, I wanted to ask you something. Hey, do you got Instagram, Sammy? Because I just texted you. Because I got Instagram. I want to follow you on Instagram. No, I don't don't have
1: Instagram. I'm not on social media. Uh but uh you know you can uh we, we do have a webpage, it's at GCH uh G C H dot org all or uh I'm sorry? So you're not GC- Instagram no, GCH dot org. Why let
2: me ask you you don't like Instagram?
1: I'm not on Instagram, I'm I'm just not uh, tech savvy, I'm not on uh, any of the social media sites.
2: Okay, well I had an, well, I had a question about the Lord and let me ask you a question. Okay. okay. Uh let me let me ask you something. So like, let me ask you something I was going to ask. Hold on. So like, so anytime let me ask you something. If we be bad in real life, like, you know, so bad and do
1: What do you I mean, mean by bad? You mean, prayers out? you mean by sinning?
2: Yeah, by sinning, like did mm-hmm. he block our prayers out or no?
1: No, God doesn't block your prayers, but will the sin sin in your life will separate you from God. It will it it will build a wall between you and the Lord, uh, guilt and shame and unrepentant sin will have an effect on the believer's life. It, it, will, it will separate them from God. It will separate them in their relationship. When you're not right with God, when you're not right with the Lord, when you're not uh, living in his grace, when you're uh, living a, a life of sin or your, your your unrepentant sin will cause you to fall away from the Lord. It's, it, that's the trick of the enemy. That's a, a tool of the enemy. He'll use guilt. He'll use shame. Uh, he'll use, uh, for, well, look at this. First, he'll, he'll tempt you to, to sin and and tell you how good it'll be if you do this bad thing or if you do this thing against God's will. And then when you do it, he'll use it against you and tell you how bad you are you know, and just use it to to shame you and to guilt you and to keep you away from the Lord. You yeah, know,
2: the devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's,
1: He's there to, to kill, steal, and destroy, to destroy your relationship with God. So the, the best thing is to defeat temptation before you fall into sin defeat the temptation overcome the temptation and when you do fall into sin don't keep doing it don't keep going back to it but bring it before the lord confess it before the lord and repent from it and 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 get it right under the blood of christ you know Jesus died that we might be saved, but He didn't die for us to keep sinning. He died for us to have to conquer sin, to overcome sin, to mm-hmm. to, to to fight against it, and to be victorious through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know we don't fight it on our own, because whenever there is a temptation, God gives us the way of escape, and that way of escape is the power of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, uh, when when you sin, confess it, bring it to the Lord. Get it under the grace and the mercy of God, and turn away from your sins. Don't keep going back to it over and over again, Jeremiah. Okay.
2: Because over and over again, it might not get you to heaven, right?
1: Well, that's see that that's the controversy of uh, uh, of the doctrine of once saved, always saved you know do you believe that you can go to heaven if you and live a lifestyle of of, of however you want no you can't because no, you can't. because no, with salvation comes Look. transformation we've been transformed by the power of the holy spirit we've been yep. transformed by the renewing of our mind you know uh i am not how can I say this it's the total it's it's not sin that sends people to hell it's the rejection of jesus christ but Sin will put a wall up between you and God. It will, separate you, it will separate you from God in your heart and in your life. So it's something that we want to overcome through the power yes, of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I do. Okay, Jeremiah. Okay. Thanks Sammy. for your call. God bless God you. Thank bless. you very much. Happy Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. Let's go back to the phone lines and hope we'll talk to Vicky. Hi, Vicki. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
3: Hi, Pastor Tim. How are you?
1: Doing well. How are you doing?
3: I'm thankful. Um, I just wanted to uh, share with you and everyone that's listening. Um, I was reading something, uh, Balaam and the End Time Church. Uh-huh. Um, I just wanted to share this with you, and I would like for you to comment, if you will. It says, what does God do? His okay, where are you sentence. reading
1: from? Uh, I'm sorry.
3: Numbers, uh, numbers? Numbers 22. 22?
1: 22? In what verse?
3: 24? Yeah, and
1: 24.
3: That's okay. It's a, a small commentary that uh, I put together and I just wanted to share with you. If mm-hmm. you don't mind. Okay. I, I, it, it reads like this. This is what does God do? His first attempt to get Balaam attention himself, not with the donkey, but with Balaam. The man is totally a biblical, a biblical, bil- uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Okay, a biblical. what is going on. So God narrows him in a hedge and hedges him in. The path of Balaam was taken and it led between two edges or a wall. There was enough room, however, for the donkey to turn aside, which is what she did. She turned away, but in doing so, Balaam's foot became crushed against the wall, causing him pain. Perhaps, perhaps God thought that a little pain would help him come to senses. However, Balaam does not think about God at all. He thinks, You stupid donkey, why did you do that to me? He does not say anything at this point but beats the poor donkey. His injury does not cause him to consider at all that God may be trying to get his attention. It never comes to mind that God may be telling him something. He takes all his pain and rage out on this innocent donkey, which was only trying to obey God. That is what for you to comment.
1: Well, you know, uh, Balaam was on his way to to curse Israel, and God put a stop to it. You know, but, but like you said, Balaam wasn't looking for the Lord, but the Lord spoke to him. And it says, then the Lord opened his eyes of Balaam and saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed all the way down to the ground. The angel of the Lord said to him, "Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out as an adversary because your way was contrary to me. But the the donkey saw me and turned aside. You know, sometimes we need other people to help us. And this is this donkey actually saw what Balaam couldn't see. You know." And uh, the donkey saw me and turned aside from these three times. And he had not turned aside from me. I would surely have killed you just now and let her live. You know, we need to to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing. We need to be sensitive to what God is doing. We need, we need to be always aware that God is at work in our life. You know, and God changed this whole situation with Balaam and with the prophecy of Balaam. And, and, and turn Balaam around from what he was doing, and, and the children of Israel prevailed, you know, and we will prevail, we will always, uh, uh, we can always be conquerors, we can always be victorious when God is on our side and when we turn to the Lord, amen?
3: Amen, I just want to say that I think that that's really a prof- a, a profound uh, scripture, as all the scriptures are, in, and because of God's love for us, if it took a talking donkey, you know, to help Balaam, that is what God did for him, That's and right. God would
1: do the same for us. Amen. Well, God bless okay. you. Thank you for your comments, Vicki. You okay,
3: bye-bye. God
1: bless. And if you have a question, a comment, or a prayer request, you can call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's one 995 5552 for the live on their calls. Let's go to our next caller. And we're going to talk to Bailey. Hi, Bailey. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we pray for you tonight? God bless, Gypsy. God bless you, Bailey. What's up? Uh, can I hear a prayer? Um, I'm taking
2: my NREMT on Monday. And it goes well. I'm, I'm studying. I'm just mm-hmm. now worrying.
1: Well, let's pray. Father, we come before you. And we pray for Bailey right now, Lord. Father, that you would just totally and completely, Lord, just encompass him with your love and your grace, your strength, your power, your mercy, your wisdom, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would help him study this weekend, Father, that you would get him ready for this test on Monday, Lord, and that, Lord, that he would be totally zoned in, focused, Lord, on what, he, what he's doing Lord, that there would be no distractions, Father, that you would protect him, Lord, from, from any attempt of at the enemy to distract him, Lord, or from this world to distract him. But, Lord, that you would help him, Lord, that you would be his, his helper. That Lord, that you would send the Holy Spirit, Lord, to fill him, to, to just lead him and guide him in this test, Lord. And, Father, that you would bring to his memory all that he studies and all that he's doing, Lord, and that you would just uh, encourage him, help him, and that he would be successful, Lord, through this test, and that everything would go well. We pray, Lord, for your help. We pray, Lord, for your encouragement, for your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Gypsy. Uh, well, God bless I you, think... Bailey. I'll, um, okay. God bless. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to, let's see here, we'll talk to Eddie. Hi, Eddie, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
4: Hi, how you doing, Sam?
1: Doing okay. What's up? Uh, I had a couple of questions. Okay. Um,
4: I I need prayer because uh, I was informed on uh, Friday that I have to uh, in October. I got to go look for another place to stay, mm-hmm. and I live with a couple in Whittier, and um, I have a couple of places that that I'm looking, and I want the Lord to keep it keep it in
1: prayer, you know mm-hmm. and we can pray for well, let's pray right now, Father. We come before you prayerfully, Lord. We we're seeking your will. We can have this confidence, Lord, that we pray when we pray according to your will. We know that you hear us, and we know that we have the request that we ask. And Father, we ask that your perfect will would be accomplished for Eddie in his life, Lord. That that Lord that you would provide a place for him to live, a place for him to stay. Oh somewhere, Lord, safe, somewhere that he can afford, somewhere, Lord, that's according to your will, someplace that you have picked out for him, Lord. You know the plans that you have for Eddie. You know what you desire to do in his life. And I pray, Lord, that you would lead him, that you would guide him, that you would create new opportunities, Lord, through this move. I pray that you would create new opportunities for new relationships, new opportunities to share the word, new people to meet, Lord, and more souls to save, Lord. I pray Lord that you would use Eddie Lord to reach out to others as he as he goes on this journey of finding a new place and moving Lord I just pray Lord that you would create these opportunities for him to share your love and your grace your word your truth Lord and that you would use him Father according to your will Lord that you would bless him abundantly Lord with the finances needed Lord with the yeah. with the favor that is needed Lord to find a new place I just pray yeah. for your will to be done in his life in Jesus name Amen
4: Amen. Also, um, um, are you going to go to the uh, men's
1: gathering Saturday? I'm planning on being there. Got my ticket, so I'm planning to be over to the Frank Sawtag uh, meeting at the Cottonwood Church. Yeah, It'll, it's uh, next who, Saturday.
4: Who's, uh, who's Victor Marks?
1: Victor Marks is uh, he's an ex-marine and an ex- and he's also a uh, karate uh, uh, martial arts expert. He served in uh, uh in Iraq, uh, Afghanistan. Uh, he's he's got a tremendous testimony uh of, of how the Lord uh, reached him and how the Lord uh, brought him to salvation and uh he's got a great message for men on how what it means to be a man. Uh so uh, I would encourage everybody to come out next uh, Saturday, Saturday morning at Cottonwood Church for the Kingdom Men's Gathering with Frank Sontag. Yes. Uh, one of the speakers, like you said, is Victor Marks. Another speaker is Daryl Strawberry, Bobby Schuler. Uh, it's going to be a, an awesome time. Uh huh. Yeah. How do you what,
4: what do you feel about Bobby Schuler as far as his, his background? I,
1: I hear from the, I haven't really heard him preach, but I hear that he's a lot different than his dad. Uh, I yeah. hear he's got uh, uh, he's he's got a church. I think in I think it's somewhere in Orange County. And I hear I hear good things about him, so so, so I, I can't comment personally on his doctrine. I, yeah. I, I haven't heard him speak personally, but uh, I, I hear that uh, he's he's an Orthodox Christian uh, teacher.
4: Yeah, you know the other the other person that called a couple of times talked about
1: uh, sin and that when you sin,
4: um, it blocks you know, your prayer blocks. Uh, yeah. God- uh huh. Well, I had I had a um, a comment um, like an encouragement for him if he's listening. It's like what Greg Laurie said: it wasn't the nails that that uh, killed Jesus; it was the love that he had for us. That's
1: right. It wasn't the nails that kept him on the cross; it was the love he had for us. That's what Pastor well, Greg know, I've, says. I've I've struggled with that as far as in that area, but mm-hmm.
4: I overcame. You know, because we can overcome it.
1: Well, you know, David says, "If I regard sin in my heart, God will not hear my prayers." Right. You know, but the, the key word is if I regard sin, if I regard sin in my heart. That means if I if I keep it in my heart, if it's something that I hold on to, if it's something that, that, that I allow to overcome me, you know, if I regard sin in my heart. It doesn't say, but if I confess my sins, you know, Jesus, yeah. he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So there's a difference right. there. If you regard sin in your heart, yeah. God is not going to hear you. If you confess yes. your sins and turn from your wicked ways, what does God say? Yes. I will hear you, I will I will forgive you, I will heal your land. Yes. He says second Corinthians I'm saying second uh uh Chronicles seven fourteen. That's it. All okay. right,
4: Sammy. God bless you. Okay, Eddie, God
1: bless you. See you Saturday. God bless. See you there at Saturday. And like we mentioned, uh next Saturday, August the twenty fifth. Frank Sontag, you hear him every uh, every day here on KKLA at 3 o'clock. Uh, Frank Sontag will be doing his Kingdom Men's Gathering at Cottonwood Church. It's a men's gathering, so I encourage you, all you guys, uh, go to kkla.com, go to kingdommensgathering, uh, org, and get your tickets for the Kingdom Men's Gathering next Saturday at Cottonwood Church uh, in Cerritos. Uh, so many of you know Bayless Connolly. He's the pastor there, and uh, Frank. He's, he's allowed Frank to use this. Uh, the church is a beautiful church, uh, and I encourage you come out and hear Daryl Strawberry, come out and hear Victor Marks and Bobby Schuler. Uh, it'll be a time of worship, a time of encouragement. And Frank says uh, that there's going to be some uh, resources there. It's going to be a different. If you've been to to the to the men's gatherings before, he tells me that this is going to be totally different. It's going to be more intense. It's going to be more resourceful. So. Uh, uh as as men we need to to stand up and and be godly men desire to do god's will so it's a time of encouragement it's a time of fellowship and i encourage you guys to come out to the kingdom men's gathering at cottonwood church next saturday morning for more information go to kkla.com or kingdommensgathering.org uh, get your tickets and let's 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 uh let's come out and be together and just Learn what it means to be a man of God and a man for God. Yeah, we need to be men. We need to be, we need to stand up. We need to learn again what it means to be a man. So come out to to a Kingdom Men's Gathering next Saturday morning, uh, August the 25th. Another announcement, as always, I want to remind you that we do a, a prayer meeting every Friday night. We were together last night. Uh, we were in the Word. We were in God's presence. Uh, we were in prayer so if you're looking for somewhere to come out and worship, come out and worship with us on Friday nights in Arcadia. Uh, it's every Friday night at 8 p.m. We get together for prayer and worship. Uh, last night, uh, Eric was with us. Eric Midlow was with us, and he shared the Word. He did an amazing job teaching uh, on 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. We're going to talk about it a little bit if we have time tonight. But uh, come out and worship with us. Come out and pray with us. Come out and just be fellowship with us, and let's get before the Lord. Let's get into His presence. Let's get into His Word. It's eight hundred five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at eight p.m. So hope to see you out there. Make a, a, a note on your calendar. Uh, put put an alarm on your on your on your phone or or, or on your uh, computer. Make a make a note and just plan to be out uh, with us uh, Friday nights at eight p.m. Uh, 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Uh, it's 805 North First Avenue, right at the corner of Forest and First in Arcadia. Uh, it's easy to get to right off the 210 Freeway, Sandy Avenue, up to Foothill Boulevard, make a right and go to First Avenue, make another right. It's easy to get to. 805 North First Avenue in Arcadia. Fridays at 8 p.m. I hope you can make it. hope you'll join us. Let's go right to the phone lines. If you'd like to call in tonight for prayer, for a question, uh whatever's on your mind tonight, let's pray about it, let's talk about it, let's seek God's word on 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 on, on your question, on your topic. It's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on air calls, for your questions, your prayer requests, your praise reports, eight 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 nine nine five fifty-five fifty-two. Let's go right to the phone lines and we're gonna to talk to to Anne. hi Anne. you're uh, on the gypsy christian hour how can we pray for you tonight
3: hi thank you um well i um first of all i i think the bottom root of my problem is that i need um intimate relationship with jesus i even though I've um, been born again, I haven't really had intimate fellowship with him.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I haven't trusted him, and I haven't obeyed him. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself in a heap of trouble. You know, I'm living in my car. I got kicked out of where I'm living. Um, the enemy turned everyone's mind against me. I mean, it was horrible. And my ex stole my motorhome and kicked me out into this vehicle. And then I got hit by a drunk driver and they stole the money for the insurance check and it's like, you know, um, so anyway, the good thing about it is now I have a vision to help other people who are living in their vehicle Mm -hmm. and their RVs. And so,
1: uh... Oh, well, it looks like we lost and somehow, but Anna, I encourage you to call back. The number is 888-995-5552. But before, you know, I just feel to, let to pray for Anne if she doesn't call back. Let's pray for her right now, Father, we come before you, and I pray for Anne and her situation, being homeless and in her car. I just pray, Lord, that you would protect her, Father, send an army of angels to protect her to surround her, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished in her life, Lord, that she would find a place to stay, that she would have employment, Lord, that you would just that you would bless her, that you would provide for her finances, provide for her needs provide a safe place for her to live, and Lord, just use her, Lord. She says she wants to help other people who are homeless, other people who are living in their cars. She knows their plight. She knows where they're at. She knows what they're going through. She's been through it herself. She's going through it right now. So I just pray, Lord, that you would provide for every one of her needs in Christ Jesus for your glory. Amen. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord, if you have a prayer that you want to bring before the Lord, if you have a question that you want to ask about Christianity, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you have a question about the Bible, about doctrine, Christianity, whatever is on your mind tonight, call in. Before we go to our next caller, I want to pray uh, for some prayer requests that we have. We want to pray for Pastor Sam. Uh, he's doing better, but uh, we want to pray that the Lord's continued uh, healing be upon him from cancer and that the Lord would just keep his hand upon him and give him re- restore him to total health. We want to pray for many who's uh, undergoing chemotherapy. We want to pray for Frankie Longo. So I also want to pray for John Dimitro. Uh, we want to pray for Pastor Walter, who's currently in India right now, that the Lord keep him safe and use him as he's there and bring him home safely. And we also want to pray for Barbara Thompson, who's in the hospital uh, for uh, hip surgery. So, Father, we come before you, God. We come before you with these prayer requests. We come before you, Lord, with these needs. Lord, the need for healing from cancer, for for Safka, for many, for Frankie, for John Dimitro, I pray your healing upon them, Lord, we pray, Lord, for Pastor Walter, that you would keep him safe, Lord, that you would use him in a mighty way, Lord, as he travels through India, Lord, from church to church, going to orphanages, whatever, wherever he's going to minister, Lord, I pray that you would go before him, prepare the way, prepare the hearts, Lord, and then you do the work. Use him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Barbara Thompson, we pray for total and complete healing from the surgery, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would bless her abundantly from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that she would know the touch of a mighty God who heals, who gives healing, who restores, restores health, Lord, to to our souls and our bodies. I just pray your blessing upon your children in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go back to the phone lines and we're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? How can we pray for you? Hello, Eric. You there? Yes, I'm here. Can you
5: hear me? Yeah,
1: how can we pray for you tonight, Eric? Can you
5: pray for me? These demonic voices are attacking me. They say, we're going to stop your sex. We're going to give your son a, a Uh, a martyr so you
1: can kill somebody well let's let's pray father i know lord that you are an awesome and mighty god i know that you are more powerful than any demon than any voice lord and i pray for eric lord that you would fill his mind lord that you would guard his heart and block his ears lord to these voices of of demonic influences And, Lord, that he would only be able to hear your voice, that he would hear your encouraging voice, your blessed voice, Father, giving him uh, uh, hope and giving him a future, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that you would remind him, Father, of your word, that greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Lord, I pray that he would fill his mind, Lord, with thoughts of your loving kindness, your grace, and your mercy. I think of your word, Lord, in Philippians 4, 8, that says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Fill your mind with these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in, the, in, 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 in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Lord, let Eric know that the God of peace is with him, that the God of the universe who created all things is with him. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would encourage him and comfort him. Give him peace, Lord. Guard his heart and his mind, Lord. Fill his mind with your thoughts and with your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. And also, can these demons stop my... No, the demons cannot... Eric, the demons cannot do anything physically to you. They cannot cause anything to happen to you. They cannot harm you. You uh, You know, the enemy tries to influence us in our mind uh Eric and that's what he's trying to fill your mind with the word of God. Fill your mind with worship of God. Play Christian songs in your house. Play Christian songs in your okay. car, in what, what what in where you are, what you're doing. Fill your surrounding okay. fill your surroundings with the praise and the worship of Jesus Christ. Fill your mind okay. with his word and sing songs of worship and the Lord will prevail in your life. Amen, okay, Eric. I have
5: one more. I have one more question. Quickly, it says in the Bible, "Ministering spirits are those who inherit salvation."
1: Say because that again.
5: Angels, ministering spirits are those who inherit salvation.
1: Ministering spirits are the angels of God. It says that God and sent angels after Jesus uh, uh, was tempted by the enemy, and the enemy yeah. left him. He sent angels to minister to him. Uh, many times in the Bible we see that God sends his ministering angels to help us, to to, to encourage us, to pro- to provide help for us at a time of need. But I
5: haven't, I haven't felt anything. I
1: haven't... Well many times we don 't you know you don 't feel it you don 't know it you know i don 't know how many times you know uh, God has sent his angels a, a a guardian a guardian angel to protect us, and we don 't know it we don 't feel it we don 't understand yeah. it, but we have god 's assurance that he sends his angels to guard us. there are guardian angels, you have a guardian angel uh God yes. sends his ministering spirit to you but you and you don 't have to feel it you don 't have to know it, but we Received by faith that God takes care of us. God protects us. Okay. You know, how many times well, when- have we had these near misses? You know, every time there's a, a near miss uh, w- 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 you know in my car and, and, and God protects me from an accident, I know that, that, that I give thanks to God and I thank him. Lord, thank you for, for watching over me. It doesn't necessarily mean that you feel it or that you know it, but God's protection is upon you, Eric. Okay.
5: And also one more thing. When people go to hell, they get tortured or tormented in the outer
1: darkness? Absolutely. There's there's torment, there's 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 torment, there's torture, there's pain, there's suffering, and it's eternal. It never stops. It's 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 oh, it's it's a horrible, gruesome thing that we that we shouldn't want anybody to experience and god definitely right. God doesn't want anybody to experience it. That's why he right. provided the salvation that he has provided for through Jesus Christ. Because God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God didn't create hell for man. He created hell for Satan and the demons that followed him. He didn't create hell for man. He didn't intend man to go to hell. But man has chosen to reject Christ, to reject God's will, to reject God's plan. And he has chosen to be separated from God here on earth. And if man has chosen to be separated here on earth, that, that, that choice is continued in eternity. If man chooses to live his life away from God, here on earth, that will continue in eternity. But God did not create hell for man. He created it for for Satan and his angels, his, his demons. Okay. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. And truly, you know, God loves you. And God wants to spend eternity with you, and he wants you to spend eternity with him. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die on a cross so that whoever might accept him and receive salvation should not perish but have eternal life and spend eternity in the presence of an awesome and mighty God who loves us. You know, uh, Anne was, uh, I forget who it was, somebody was saying tonight, I think it was Ann, who was saying that she didn't have an intimate a relationship with God, that something has been keeping her from having that intimate relationship with God. What's been keeping you from having an intimate relationship with God? What is it that's been keeping you from receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior? We need a Savior. We need salvation. Excuse me. We need salvation. We need God. We need that intimate relationship with Him. I encourage you seek him he's seeking you he sought you he has sought you all your life even before you were born he's been seeking to have a relationship with you he knew you even before you were born he provided salvation for you even before you were born he loves you he sent his son for you he sent Jesus to die a horrible death on the cross to suffer immeasurable pain, something that we could never do for ourselves. Jesus paid a debt that we could never pay, and he paid it in full, totally and completely. Every sin you've ever committed has been forgiven, has been provided for through Jesus Christ. And when you come to him and ask him for forgiveness, he forgives you, and he receives you. And he welcomes you into his family. Think about what I just said. What is keeping you from an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? Jesus said it in John the 17th chapter, and this is eternal life. To know the one true God. It means to have an intimate relationship with him. To know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. You know, God knows you. Do you know him? God has provided for you all that you need. Have you received it? Simple gospel message. We're all sinners. And we're all worthy of eternal punishment in hell. But God has provided a way of salvation. God, through his love for you, has provided for your salvation. He loves you and He wants to know He wants you to know Him and have a relationship with Him. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. We all need His grace and His love and His mercy. Will you accept Christ tonight? Will you receive salvation tonight? Would you desire to have a relationship with Jesus tonight? You know we're talking about grace and what grace is and what salvation is. Do you want to receive salvation tonight? Are you a sinner? We're all sinners. And we're all sinners in need of a Savior. I encourage you to call in tonight and let's pray. Let's pray that prayer of salvation. Let's ask for salvation. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls call in tonight. Let's pray. Let's pray that and, and ask for God's grace. Ask for God's mercy. You know, the Bible says, call on him and he will hear you. Amen? 888 995 Well, tonight, I want to go into 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And it's about, you know, Paul has been talking since in chapter eight and chapter nine about the offering for the saints in Jerusalem, the saints, the church in Jerusalem, the Christians in Jerusalem, were being persecuted. You know that was the first church. The first church was in Jerusalem. James was the pastor uh, in Jerusalem, and they were coming under persecution. They were uh, in 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 need. There was a great need in the church in Jerusalem, and. The Corinthians themselves actually came up with the idea of, "Hey, let's make up a let's let's gather some money up and send it to the to our brothers and sisters in Jerusalem," and Paul is talking about now it's coming time to receive the gift for the saints in Jerusalem. And uh, in Second Corinthians, the ninth chapter, he's reminding them that the time is coming up. To collect the offering and take it to the saints in Jerusalem, and he starts in in the first verse. Says, "For it is superfluous, superfluous, for me to write to you about this ministry to the saints." And this word "superfluous," I, I can't I can't uh, pronounce it right, but it just means unnecessary. The simple reading would be, you know, it's not it's unnecessary for me to write to you. I really don't need to write to you about the ministry to the saints. For I know your readiness. I know that you're ready. I know that you're willing. For I know your readiness of which I boast. I've been boasting about you to the Macedonians. Namely, that Achaia has been prepared since last year. And your zeal has stirred up most of them. Now what's going on is everybody's hearing about uh, the the need in Jerusalem, uh, what's going on in Jerusalem, the persecution of the saints in in Jerusalem, the church, and uh, the the desire of the Corinthian church to to give this offering has stirred up the church in Macedonia, in this area of Greece, this 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 region in Greece. All the churches that are there have been hearing about the need. They're hearing about uh, the Corinthian church's desire. Their desire to to give uh, to the to the church in Jerusalem, and it's created a stir. It's created a zeal. Uh, everybody's talking about it. You can say, "Well, what are we going to do? How do, how do we help?" Uh, the Corinthians are going to help. Uh, this church is going to help. Well, it's starting to to to, to gain uh, some some momentum here. To gather up an offering to send to the saints in Jerusalem that they should help their brothers and their sisters. It says, but I have sent the brethren. So Paul is sending some people ahead. It says, but I have sent the brethren in order that our boasting about you may not be made empty in this case. So that as I was saying, you may be prepared. He's telling them, be prepared. I'm coming I'm coming there on my way to Jerusalem. I'm going to be passing by. I'm going to be visiting you again. Be ready to give this offering. Be ready. I'm sending the brethren ahead to prepare you, to let you know that the time is getting near to gather up the offering. He says, but I have sent some brethren in order that our boasting about you may not be made in vain, so that as I was saying, you may be prepared. Otherwise, he's saying what could happen. Otherwise, If any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to speak of you, will be put to shame by this conference. We don't want our brothers from Macedonia to come seek. Because here's the thing. Some of the brothers from Macedonia, they want to go with Paul to Jerusalem to present this gift. So they're coming with Paul, they're going ahead of Paul to, to, to prepare the, 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 the Corinthian church. And if the Macedonians who are coming with Paul see that they're not prepared, they're going to be embarrassed. So he's, he's, he's telling them, get ready. And don't let our, we've been boasting about you. We've been sharing your zeal and your desire to to give this offering to Jerusalem, to the the saints. And you've encouraged all the other churches and they've gotten started up and they're zealous now to do it. How embarrassing. If we come there and then you don't fulfill your pledge to help. Our confidence will be for nothing. Our boasting will be for nothing. <inaudible> Don't let our boasting be in vain, Paul says. So he's, 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 he's encouraging them, he's preparing them to get ready. And we need to be encouraged. We need to always be ready to help. We always need to be ready to, uh, to have this confidence that we know God can use us, God will use us. We need to be ready at all times. He says, so I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you and arrange beforehand your previously promised bountiful gift so that the same would be ready as a bountiful gift and not affected by covetousness. Don't hold on. Don't be greedy. Don't hold on to what you have. Be ready to give. You know, the Corinthians, in their desire to give, they were an example to the other churches. They were an example. Their zeal uh, was contagious. They wanted to help, and they encouraged, through them wanting to help, They were other churches were encouraged to help also. Paul is sending messengers. He's sending people ahead of them to tell them to be prepared. Think of what would have happened. Just think about it. What would have happened if they hadn't been prepared and they didn't follow through with their promise. Think of how discouraged the other churches would have been. Chaintaino Jella. Look, we, we came up with, with an offering. What happened to them? No, we need to be ready at any time to be ready to help as we see a need. The Corinthians were were, were willing to help. The Macedonians were willing to help. Other churches were willing to help. We need to be willing to help too. Paul goes on and says Now this I say he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And I I love that this is this is a spiritual, this is a biblical principle. You know, it's, he's using the, the the example of the sower. The sower sows his seed. He throws the seed, and where it lands, he doesn't. He, you know, he he doesn't sow one seed at a time. He sows bountifully. He just takes a handful of seeds and he throws it out into the field that's ready to receive the the seed and ready to 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 to, to, to produce a crop. Now, some people have taken this the wrong way, and they tell you to give in order to get. I'm not telling you that. I don't believe that. That is not the biblical principle that God is stating here. We don't give in order to receive. We don't give in order to get. We give trusting God for his provision. We give We so bountifully. We we give uh, where there's need. We give as the Lord puts on our heart to give. Not in order to receive, but because we've already received. We have what to give. The sower already had the seed to sow. He's not asking you to sow what you don't have. He's telling you to give out of what you've already received. So it's not a give to get scheme. That's a scheme, give to get. That's a, a false doctrine. I don't believe the Bible teaches that. But when we give, we know that the Lord will provide for our for our needs. We know that the Lord provides for all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He says this is a spiritual uh, uh principle it says he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly it's only and it's practical too. you know you can only receive as much as you sow the the, the, the the farmer the sower who goes out to sow his seed as much as he sows that's what he's going to get back so it's a spiritual Biblical principle. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will receive bountifully. The re- the reference to a farmer is so applicable to our lives. You know, the more he throws out, the more he'll get back. You know, Proverbs eleven twenty four tells us, There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds, what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous. That's Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 and 25. Each one, he says, must do just as he has proposed in his heart. I'm talking about 2 Corinthians 9, 7 here. He says, each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Paul says, don't give under compulsion, don't be forced, don't don't be forced to give, don't Give under compulsion. Give cheerfully. Give because you want to give. Give out of a loving heart. Give out of a desire to help. You know, this word uh, cheerful in the Greek is hilaros. It's where we get the word hilarious. He wants you to give hilariously. He wants you to give cheerfully. He wants you to give happily because you're able to, To help somebody in need, you're able to help the ministry that's in need. You're able to help, period. Be thankful, be grateful that you have the ability to give, and that others would receive and be blessed. Be hilarious. Be cheerful that you're a blessing to somebody else, that you're able to be an instrument, a tool that God will use to bless somebody, to bless a church, to bless a ministry. Have a desire to be a minister in giving. Yes, there is a ministry of giving. There's a ministry of, of blessing and being, a, uh, being part of God's abundance. And remember, God will bless you. You know, it's not a gift to get situation. Well, if I give $100, God will give me back $1,000? No, but there is blessing. Good measured, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. What that blessing is, it might not be financial. It might be a blessing of peace. It might be a blessing of encouragement. Who knows what the blessing of God will be through your giving, through your encouragement, through what you do. But do something. You know, I asked you earlier if you would be willing to receive Christ, if you'd be willing to receive his grace, and I just want to lead you in a prayer before we go off the air quickly. If you want to receive Christ, if you want to receive His grace, pray with me right now and say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross to pay the payment of my sins. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. I confess my sins to you and I ask for your forgiveness. Receive me, Lord, into your family. I desire to be born again right now at this moment and be a part of your kingdom and your family to know you and to know your love and your grace i come to you now as a sinner and i ask you to be my savior amen well if you prayed that prayer let us know if you prayed that prayer get into a church that teaches the word of god Get into a a church where you can be with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Get into his Word. Start praying. Get into the family of God. You're in the family of God. Be a part of the family of God. Well, I've overgone my time on the radio. As you can hear, the music's playing. It's been playing for a while. But don't forget, Friday nights will be in Arcadia, 805 North First Avenue. Saturday will be at Cottonwood Church with Frank Sontag for the men's gathering. Sunday mornings, we're at the Hills Church a.m. in Arcadia for worship. So a lot of places to, to get together for fellowship, a lot of places to serve the Lord. Let's get there, be there in Jesus' name. Well, hopefully we'll be back here next week. We'll see you then. God bless you and good night.